most people overestimate what they can do in a day, but underestimate what they can do in a year. There's 1.4 million nurses planning to quit this year in 2022, and that's a conservative estimate. So the big question is, what are you going to do for money after you quit? This is Mind the Words, where we break down alternate streams of income so you could make work an option and not a necessity. Making today, work an option. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> no, did I say that one more time? I thought you were done. I said, make it work an option. Yeah, I'll edit that. <laughs> and today, we got two topics over here. So, Ernest, what's your topic for an alternate stream of income? All right. Did you get a chance to take a look at it? I did I, not. I, all right. I, I know. All right. I posted it late. Anyway, let's talk about becoming an aesthetic RN. It's a topic I didn't really want to touch, thinking it was too generic and mainstream. But at the same time, that's the appeal of it. We all know someone, or you probably know someone who knows someone who's decided to step away from the bedside to pursue, I guess... Botox injections or things like, which all fall under the umbrella of aesthetics. And the reality is until we find that fountain of youth, there's going to be fountains of money spent in this area, especially the sector of beauty. It sells and will always sell. And the more I dug into aesthetics, which is something, like I said, I didn't want to do, I realized it's a great option for nurses who want to escape the bedside muddle and outpatient monotony. So it's not to say you're not going to go to work. You're going to go to work for this, for this kind of hustle. You definitely have to go into a med spa or the like, but let's talk about the grab first offhand. It's a $14.4 billion industry in 2001 and is expected to grow to 20 by 2030 another 15%. So there's a lot of money in this. And we may not know about it, let's say, but even then it's a market that's growing for men. There's growth in medical tourism. So people are going overseas. Big industries are putting their hands in this, like Clinique and other places are setting up med spa resorts where women and groups of women can go to and, you know, just do what they do, you know, uh, what else? All right. So let's talk about salaries right now. The average salary for aesthetic RN is more than a nurse on average in New York city, according to Glassdoor. Um, it's, they're making about $120,000 a year. Is that on the high end? I'm getting on Google, like 82,000. I think that across the board, I think across the board, this is what Glassdoor, I just went to Glassdoor. I did see another site that said about, about the same. I don't know. On the lower end, they're saying some people can make $33,000. And on the higher extreme, they can make up to 400, a little above 100, no, $450,000. As a nurse. As a nurse. Obviously, they, these people are probably private duty have a real good name for themselves, maybe own a few med spas, you know, that's what I'm thinking, mm. you know, because to make that much money, there's something to it. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're, they're regular aesthetic nurses making probably $200,000. 
and they just you know they just fall on one one tail end of it so it's it's big money according to 2021 stats according according to the 2021 plastic surgery statistics in america society people aged 30 to 39 account for 45 percent of cosmetic surgeries in the u.s but this number is expanding i think people are starting to do it much younger now um 25 20 um and this is all due to or driven through social media and just beauty becoming something more or less taboo to do you know it's not uncommon you don't feel funny now that hey i'm going to do this you want to come with me and you go to the office but yeah that's that's what i wanted to talk about what are, what are your thoughts on aesthetic art if you had a choice or if you had to choose between working the floor or becoming an aesthetic RN, what would you do? What, what route would you take? I think uh, I've definitely thought about this, but uh, at the same time, I thought of like the clientele and I was like, uh, the clientele would probably be a little difficult, probably complain about every little thing. Um, mm. So in that way, in terms of more customer service, because I know a right. lot of nurses trying to leave don't want to deal with any more customer service. This has maximum customer service. <laughs> so uh, in that way, I, for me personally, I wouldn't do it. But dude, people are paying, it looks like three to 4,000 for a session for this. So right. um, it's pretty profitable, profitable for the business. So if a nurse or I think an NP can actually practice on their own now in New York for they doing can, something like this. Yeah. Certain States allow them to open up the shop in general, like they'll own it complete outright, which is big because most other aesthetic nurses are working in a shop, a med spa with a plastic surgeon or doing the little microablation, Botox injections and stuff on the side with him in there. But yeah, nurse, most practitioners have a lot more freedom in certain states. Yeah. And then like the only other reason, like, or a plus is that mm. um, also a lot of nurses look or think about doing Botox themselves, like having it done themselves. Okay. So if a nurse were to become the Botoxer or the Botox injector, dude, you could get a lot of business from that. I know you can market literally through your hospital. Yeah, you literally refer everybody refer to, to where you work or just open up your own business. And it's true. Yeah, literally like uh, when we were talking to Mike about his real estate, he's like, dude, I got so many clients from work because everybody was asking me about real estate. Literally just lateral move. This is right. Oh, yeah. So many people talk about Botox at work, you know, like then I referred all of them to the place I work at or the place I own. Right. <laughs> it's true. And it's yeah, true. No brain. I mean, and it doesn't require too much. If you're already a nurse, you just need two years of experience working like with a dermatologist, plastic surgeon. But some places will actually pay for your training and your certifications. So there's a certification just to be more marketable, which doesn't require too many hours. But at the same time, it's nice if they pay for it. If you want to be hired straight off the bat, you can go about paying for it yourself and then approaching them. If you have, if you've done an IM injection, if you deal with patients, anything like that, things that most bedside nurses or 
nurses in any area do, um, or, you know, typically do, you kind of already fit the bill and experience to learn how to give, do certain things, you know, which is, which is nice. And I think, like I said, you're not going to escape the bedside. What's nice about it is I think you can hit that 120 mark a lot sooner, you know, than you would going the normal route because our raise, our raise is pretty small. You know, our yearly raises are pretty small. So if you can hit that 120, you'll be, I could see you hitting that number depending on how you do things and how you structure your business, probably within three years of becoming that. And if you venture out yourself and market yourself well, I think you'll make good money, probably better than bedside money. Yeah, I think, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, obviously, when things like the pandemic hits, which are black, you know, it doesn't happen often, your, you know, business will go down, but you can just go back to the hospital, I guess. And you could always do this part time, you don't have to, you don't have to necessarily, you know, stop your nursing gig completely if you don't want to. So you could do this, because they have flexible hours. The only thing is you wouldn't be able to work nights. If you wanted to, if you had kids, and you know, hours may be an issue because it's typically a nine to five type of gig yeah and then you could work in some referral bonuses <laughs> oh, yeah and the tips the tips are amazing tips all oh, right the tip i forgot about the yeah. tips There's the tips like, are tips. amazing right Dude. it made me think about uh, and i hate to throw this out there but it wouldn't be right for me not to this may be a very lucrative career for male nurses i mean which is unfair on many levels, but it is what it is. I mean, when you look at plastic surgery, most plastic surgeons are men, but they're the ones who are sculpting the ladies' bodies, doing the breasts. I don't know what's that. I try to dig deep into find out what the cause is, but people are throwing up hype, more hypothetical things. No one really knows. Some people said that most men go into plastic sur- or most women avoid plastic surgery due to how long it takes to actually get to where you want to get to but other surgical they said other surgeons or surgical professions take just as long they said sometimes women just feel more comfortable with men in general they're also saying that women don't typically pursue things simply for the money so they're saying plastic surgeons (laughs) male plastic male plastic surgeons pursue it because it's a very lucrative career and women more go Mm. for altruistic things in the sense that that they're not gonna i'm not gonna go into that for money i want to go into something that i truly think i like or i know i want to go into so i think male males doing this probably will make more money it's a possibility i think if we're talking about sheer volume yeah but i definitely think uh Females who have been through it and also do plas- do uh, Botox, for an example, for this example, they'll relate way more to the females that want the Botox, which I think will sell actually more depending on the marketing. So looking at it extremely objectively, the person who's selling the product, if the buyers see that they, they're like them, it's like, Hey, I went through so many places that sucked. And then they left scars on my face uh, because they didn't inject. Right. And then now you're like, Oh, well, I went through that too. And now I do that stuff even better. (laughs) You know, I, I thought about that and I think that would be the case. So this is, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if men are actually attracted to going into um, aesthetic nursing. 
but it's definitely something to consider. I just wanted to mention a few cons. Some places don't offer benefits. So if you stepping away from the hospital, you may be losing some of your benefits. So just look into that if you do consider it. Also, some places don't offer retirement. It's a plus in scheduling because like I said, you can go part-time. You kind of, for certain spas where you're actually marketing yourself and bringing clients up to that spa, scheduling is more flexible because you kind of make it yourself. Other spas, they have their own clientele and you'll just be doing the injections for them. You may have less clinical hours as well working in the spa. However, for those where you do have to market yourself, you'll be spending time on social media on your own, which is not paid time, you know, just putting things out there. But I thought this overall, I think it's an interesting career. It takes you away from the bedside. And I think some women will genuinely be interested in this and some dudes too. Cool, cool. All yeah. right. Let's hear uh, yours. What's your topic mine. today? All right. So mine, my idea is a dating coach idea because many guys suck at dating. Um, like everything from the approach to talking to within the date itself, dating profiles. So I just looked up uh, annual revenue of dating apps combined is 5.6 million or sorry, 5.6 billion. And uh, the amount of people using dating apps is uh, over 300 mil, 300 million worldwide. So I, I was looking around, I found a profile. Um, so how much do people just, how much do people pay for the service? Right. It's, I'm curious. Take a guess. <laughs> take a guess. Is it in person? Is it, I'll just take a roundabout guess. Yeah. Um, like an in-person, whatever. 75 hour, hour. I don't know. How does it? So it depends. So um, the cost, some cost 200 an hour, 200 an hour, some cost 300 an hour, some have boot camps that cost more than 10k. Wow. And the highest search volume on Google for dating coaches is in New York, number one, California, Utah, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. Highest search volume for finding a dating coach. Wow. So if you guys live in these top five states or even wherever, I think uh, the dating coach is definitely worth it. So I found a, uh, a case study, kind of, more or less. It's called nycwingwomen.com. And the founder used to be a nurse, a psych nurse, founded this company to teach guys, specifically guys, how to date. So uh, the offer, and I couldn't find the price point, but there's these boot camps that cost, she's the one who costs like 200 an hour. And that was back in 2017. So it's probably more now. And then uh, her boot camps in the cat in the past cost about 10 K uh, right now, probably more. So her boot camps offers one-on-ones for text, writing text messages, approaching people on the streets, optimizing your online dating profile, writing messages for your online dating profile nonverbal cues like how to flirt and how to go out at night like to a club or a bar or wherever some social setting to teach them how to be social so this nurse quit and now i'm pretty sure she's doing pretty well because the reviews are like really recent okay. and uh, it's like these five-star reviews so i think sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead 
So I think this service will for sure a million percent do really well. And just an example、mm. of why. So I went to a <laughs> rave the other、okay. day, two nights ago. Went to a rave, and、uh, me, my friend, and then my wife and his girlfriend. So me and my friend we went to the bathroom. So it's my wife waiting by herself. And when I'm getting out of the bathroom, I see this guy approach her. He's like sh- on the shorter side, and he's like saying something. I was too far to hear, so I'm walking toward them. And then I get in between them, and I was like, "Hey, nice meeting you." And then, <laughs> like, see you later. We leave.、Right. And then、uh, later on, my wife is like, "Yeah, he was so creepy. He was st- he's saying like, 'Hey, what's up? Oh no, please don't be scared.'" Or something, something like that, and I was like, <laughs>、yeah. like one that takes a lot of courage. I, I, I give him that, but two, like that's so creep. That's such a creepy thing to say.、Right. Um, so this dude definitely needed a dating coach. He needed, <laughs> needed a dating coach. Yeah,、uh, you know, I always it's it's a huge market for it. I always look at it as something that was like, you know, that's crazy, but it's not crazy. I mean, we look at these, like you say, Tinder. And things of that nature, how much money <laughs> they bring in a year, or how couples meet online through these setup websites like Match.com. But it, you know, it, overall it makes sense when you're older. Sometimes you just want to weed through, weed through the mess. And if you need some coaxing or coaching on how to approach someone, I don't know if it's gonna work. But I figure, especially if you get the opportunity to sit there and talk with a woman in front of you, it's those reps again. <laughs> you know, yeah, they can't just tell you what to do. But if you can actually do it with them, it'll show you how to carry a conversation. And she can say, "All right, you see, you shouldn't have said that, or you know, you should have went this way with it." You know, yeah, like、um, being super objective. Like exactly, you should not have said that. You should have said something like this. Right. You should not have messaged this. You should have messaged that. Right. Exactly. What What's the qualifications? So for someone who wants to, <laughs> barrier to entry is really low. You don't have to. You just have to be. I think I your marketing has to be on point. Right.、You、I think it、I've、helps.、Been. Yeah. Sorry. No. What do you, what do you say? I, I've been on a lot of dates. <laughs> <laughs> I read.、Um, I read a book. I don't think the guys looking for a dating coach care if it's a male or female coach.、Uh, right. Maybe if they could be a mix, that'd be that'd be ideal, I guess. But I don't know. True.、Um, but you don't have. I I don't think you need much to to get into this. Just say, hey, I I can totally optimize your dating profile,、True. and straight up do it for free for like the first five people, just five people you know, like. Maybe a little on the older side, because the market you want to target is not younger people、right. for the service. It's older people that are lonely,、True. and because they have money, they're more established. If you target younger people, they have way less money and are less inclined to pay for your service. So,、right. just looking at this very objectively to make money is you have to target older guys, maybe in their thirties and up, thirties to fifties. Mm-hmm. And optimize their whole thing, and then after that, you like, and it doesn't even have to be their whole dating life. It could just be their dating profile. It could just be, hey, this is how you would talk to a girl, or hey, this would be how you could、um, 
these nonverbal cues, whatever. Uh, so just to go over like at least one facet of dating. And then if they do better, they write you a testimonial and boom, you're set. That's it. You're set. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's a market for it. You know, yeah. there is definitely a market for it and millions, millions of dollars. I don't, and with us, which with such a high price point or dollar cost per hour, you don't really need to get as many clients. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to. And if you expand this to, let's say, online group courses, you you can make you can make even more of a killing. But I think it should be. I feel that it would be it would work better if it's more personal. So I think that'll work very very well. Anything uh, you want to add, man? Oh, sorry. Let me add one more thing because I thought of a really good headline for this. So females specifically looking for males, usually tallness. The tallness of a guy matters, right? So uh, if yeah. you were to pitch a service like this, I thought of a, a perfect headline because like shorter guys, like uh, say five foot five and more or less around there and maybe a little shorter are really insecure of, of the height right. because uh, height is seen yes. for, for many of, of like stat, for status, right? right. Um, and then anyway, the headline is, have the unfair advantage even six foot guys want. <laughs> That's a good one. And Hands then boom, down. you have all your offers. Hands like down. fix your Tinder profile, fix your talking, fix right. your uh, nonverbal cues, fix this, fix that. And, Dude, and stand up straight. Stand up straight, yeah. <laughs> How to talk clear. Like, oh right. man, like that's like that's such a great headline when i thought of it, it i was is. like this is great <laughs> it is <laughs> i it is i'm sure i'm sure there's you there's probably someone doing that but you're right that's a perfect pitch perfect pitch if, all right all no, right sorry go ahead anything no, you no. want to any quote you want to leave the people with man i think it's a tweak on a quote from bill gates most people overestimate what they can do in a day but underestimate what they can do in a year so it's pretty good what about yourself? Uh, my quote would be from a marketing book or a sales book that I read a long time ago, and I don't remember which one I read it from, so I'm paraphrasing. To get people to change, tell them what they need to improve on. To get people to buy, tell them it's not their fault. True, 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 true. I like it. All right. Thanks for listening to Mind the Words. We don't care if you like or subscribe. Just tell us in the comments what you liked or hated about this podcast episode. Was it the information? Was it the, was it entertaining? Was it the voice? Was it the speed? Was it the format? Just let us know and tell us what you liked or hated. Peace.